mouth closed and I'm going to just pray for them through it all. They were having, obviously, going through a whole heap of emotions and they believed in God the whole time. But, um, yeah, I was determined not to say anything to them and just pray for them. And one day she came in to the cafe side of the business and with a friend to have, have a coffee and I just felt this thought pop into my head. Do you remember when you were little when your mum said that um, they, that you were born eight weeks early, they, when you got taken home, um, you stopped breathing um, and you went to hospital and the doctor said that you were dead. But it wasn't until they laid hands on me and prayed for me that I came back to life. I don't know whether that's true. I, I have no idea to... I have no way of proving that that's what happened. But it came into my mind in that moment and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? And I just really felt that I needed to share that with her. And so I went up to her and I shared this story and I said, the doctors may say one thing about your situation, but our God, our Father said something completely different. And um, I'm not saying for one moment that your babies are going to survive, but it wasn't until my parents went away and prayed for me that something happened. Um, so I said to them that that's what they needed to do as a family. They need to go away, the two of them, and pray for their children and actually, yeah, fight for, for what they believe in. So I ended this conversation by saying, um, sorry. saying the doctor's, the doctor's report's true. However, our God in heaven says something completely different. So in Proverbs twelve eighteen it says, Some people make cutting remarks, but the word of the wise bring healing. Cutting, cutting remarks can be a doctor's report. It can be a friend, a sibling, or, or even a stranger, really. Um, the power of your words can hurt people. Um, so choose them wisely, I think. Um, I'm not saying for one moment that I am wise, because I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, but I, plus the Holy Spirit, can bring words of healing, and I believe that. And, and so that's my first point this morning, is you, as in you out there, you plus the Holy Spirit can bring words of healing to someone's life. So don't ever underestimate what the power of your words are. In Corinthians 1, 2, 13, it says, When we tell you, tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. So I believe that that day when I was speaking words into that family's life, that they were words from the Holy Spirit that they were words that s spoke spiritual truth. Um, but they that ultimately had to put their trust in God. That's what it was about. Um, she later went on to tell the, her church, my test, well, what I spoke with her that day when she was sharing her testimony that both the babies survived and both of them are healthy. So... Yeah, the power of your words do have effect. Like, I didn't think that I was saying anything that important. And I didn't think that she was going to take it on board, but I obviously touched her that she was going to share it with her church. So what I'm saying is, yeah, the words, words do have power, even if you don't think they do.
So my next point is found in Proverbs 12:19. It says, truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Truthful words are found throughout the Bible. His word stands the test of time. His word exposes what's right in your life and what, what needs to be changed. Um, in Sunday school, I remember learning a, a scripture. It was Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not a disaster to give you a hope and a future. That's a word of truth. He does have a plan for your life and it is good. He has a hope for you. He has a future for you. This is a verse that I never forgot. It, it stuck with me throughout all life's challenges. And um, so that's my second point is read the word of God. It stands the test of time. Knowing his word, um, knowing his word by knowing it, you know what's a lie when it comes along because you know what the truth is. So a way to read the word is there's um, a, lot, a lot of way, ways to do it. There's the uh, word of the day out there. There's uh, a thing called um, SOAP, so scripture, observation from that scripture, application, how you're going to apply that to your life, and then your prayer at the end. So that's a, a simple way that, that you can do a devotion um, and that helps you remember the word, word of God. So for my third point, I'm going to get Josh to come up and help me with it, with a little illustration. So I asked him before the service to think about what he was going to say. And I said, the question that I'm going to ask him is, um, what's something that you're believing for or praying for? Well, I have plenty of things that I believe and pray for. So I'm going to say one, I think some of you may know this. But uh, in Proverbs somewhere, it talks about, I hope I pronounce this right. If I don't, oh well. Promiscuous, is that the word? It talks about promiscuous women cares nothing about the road of life. And so I'm, I don't just pray, I know it. I'm going to have a sexy wife that cares everything about the road to life and cares everything about the journey of being a Christian. And what if I came up to Josh right now and said, do you know what, Josh, that's not going to happen. Stop believing for that. Stop being silly. That's, um, that, I wouldn't say it so happily. I would say, it, Josh, stop believing for that. It's never going to happen. It won't. It won't happen. It won't. It won't. I'm telling you, it won't. <laughs> or on the other hand, you could go, okay, Josh, I believe. I believe you're going to have a sexy wife. I do believe um, you 100% and I'm going to pray for you and going to believe with you. So in, um, lost my train of thought, um, <laughs> Proverbs 15.4, it says, gentle words speak, uh, words are the tree of life, a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So my thought was, if you're behind them and you're saying, I'm praying for you and I'm believing for you, that's, that you, that's using words of life, that's speaking um, yeah, it's just speaking life over somebody's situation. So um, my point is speak gentle words over each other because, yeah, you never know what your words are going to do to somebody. So just to recap what I've spoken on, 
my first point was you plus the Holy Spirit can bring words of healing. Number two, read the word of God because when you know it, you know, you know, yeah, you know what to do. Um, and thirdly, speak gentle words over each other because you never know what someone's going through. And now I'm going to hand over to Pastor Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. It's, uh, it's really good as a church to be able to offer people the opportunity to study Bible college right here uh, in Port Lincoln. I think it's, uh, it's really good. And um, as Luke had mentioned, Pastor Kylie, who heads up our Bible college area, she's unwell today. And um, so I'm thinking that's good. So I didn't have to fix up any mess and get up after any other things that have been said. But uh, it is my turn to do that. But we've got lots and lots of good people in our church who have uh, completed the course. Sandra, who shared communion this morning, uh, is a college graduate. Josh, um, who's after a wife, is one as well. Uh, a godly wife is what he meant to say. A godly woman. Um, uh, Luke is, is a, a current student. And uh, we've got lots of people serving in the life of the church. Tracy was on the sound, is doing a wonderful job with the sound system today. She's a graduate as well. Um, and there's people all over the place who, who have graduated college. I just want to encourage you some things this morning about that. So um, uh, it is my belief that uh, having training in the church at a Bible college level will empower and equip people for the purpose that God has for their future. And uh, it's getting people ready today wherever God may want them to be in the future. So we don't want to train people and say it's all about you know, this church or, or this place but it's all about preparing people because we never know what God has in store for people. And I want to be propelling people into a great future where people go and change the world, where people um, start ministries, where, where they're able to find it, what it is that God is calling them to do and they go and do it. And this is just part of that developing in people's lives. So uh, I just want to share a um, uh, scripture, 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. And it says, work hard. I think I've got a scripture there for you here this morning. Let me see. It says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So here, the apostle uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and he's, he's encouraging him, imploring him uh, to be a man who knows the word of God. Um, he says, be a good worker, uh, approved by God. Uh, and it's always a good sign when something has a seal of approval. You know, uh, I've got a, a few things here to show you. Um, the, there's the, a Chuck Norris seal of approval uh, up there. I've never actually seen that on anything, but I'd like to buy that. Um, there's toothbrushes and all that today that have uh, the dentist association seal of approval i couldn't actually find that so keep calm and love your dentist that is a challenge um especially for me this year um i think i i have half shares in the dentist car or maybe i own the whole lot i think by now still got paying off the other half but um crash repairers you know it's always encouraging to say hey you know they're, they're an approved repairer because when something's approved by a body, by, by an organisation, it gives it weight, it gives it authority, it gives it a sense of being legit. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we all, every single one of us, ought to be aiming 
to get that approval from our Heavenly Father. And, and that's not saying, oh, we, you know, we, we've all got to be um, uh, you know, just behaving ourselves and then we get God's approval. It's, it's, it's about knowing who God really is and having that relationship with Him in a deep sense. Uh, you know, we, even, um, we even look for food in that these days that has a label of approval, the tick of approval for, from this or that organization. Who ever looks at those things? No one. You don't. You just eat it. You get the cheese. Who's all the cheese lovers here? You know what the best cheese in the world is? You don't have all this fancy goat's cheese and camel's cheese and sheep's cheese and all this. Just go to the craft cheddar. It's awesome. <laughs> I was searching for it the other day. They've changed the name of it. They've got some new brand name on it. I was thinking, my God, I'm going to have to write letters. I'm going to have to start a campaign to get the old craft cheddar back. But I found it. It's just got a different brand on it. It's not right, but it still tastes the same. But we do, we do find a sense of security when we see that sign of approval, that someone approves of uh, this product or this service. And it's a good thing to present ourselves to the, to the world with a stamp of God's approval upon us. God wants us to be a people who uh, represent his word well represent his will and I think the, the the issue that the church has today is for so long we've we've presented something to the world that didn't didn't really accurately reflect what God wanted the world to see and I believe it's our our generation our season whoever we are today is to be people who present the gospel in a new and a fresh way in a way that the world can say we see God in that church so I want to speak just briefly today about the call of God to people and specifically the, the call of God to you today. So I want this to be personal to you about the call and the purpose that God may be unfolding in your life. So it doesn't seem strange to me that God stirs things up uh, in us that will take us beyond our limits. And, and I, I think of the things where I've come from and the, the places that God has taken me, and I think they are way beyond the limits that I thought I remember being in, in school, in high school, and being so self-conscious that I used to walk you know, probably another half a kilometre past the school to sneak in through the bike gate and, and, and sneak in a building and then turn up just inside a quadrangle after walking through the hallway so that I wouldn't have to walk past people. And the most you know, uh, horrible thought I ever had was having to speak in front of people because uh, it just wasn't my natural instinct or my natural willingness was to do that sort of stuff so it's not strange to me that God could be speaking to people here today that we think are so ordinary that we think of ourselves that what could I possibly do but I want to stir something within you I want to let the Holy Spirit stir something in you today that starts to lift the lid on your potential and I, I really believe that God wants to lift the lid over one heart church over the next six months that propels us into something that we could never imagine today when we see it happening. So my encouragement for you is to see what God has put in you. Things that you already have. When Moses, when God was calling Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, uh, Moses is saying, I can't talk. It, you know, choose somebody else. It's not me. You've got the wrong number. Um, he goes, I was just standing there. It wasn't my fault the bush caught on fire. <laughs> Leave me alone, basically, he's telling God. And we can sometimes feel all those inadequacies and God just says in the end, he says, Moses, what's that in your hand? And God isn't looking for you to bring out something or use something you haven't got. He wants, to, he wants you to look into yourself and see what he's put there. 
And then God, you know, he says, all I've got is this, uh, basically a stick. And God used that to go uh, to, to send Moses to Pharaoh just with a stick. But it was the, 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 this simple thing that God used to bring the people of uh, Israel out of their captivity in Egypt. So use what you have to serve God's purpose, um, to serve God's kingdom, and see what happens with that gift or that thing that God's put in you in serving God. The only thing that I, that I challenge you not to do is don't sit there with something and do nothing. Don't sit there with something on your life or in your life and do nothing with it. So you might think, well, I, I can't really do so much or I, uh, and I, I can't do all the things that I see uh, all these other people who are gifted with so many things. But you might be able to, um, to talk and you can talk to, to people. You can encourage people. I love what Luke had to say, that you can encourage people with your words. You might be able to cook, you might make cakes. If you have a car, you could, you could help people so much if you just have a car. It's all about how you view what you have. Don't ever say to God, but God, I don't have anything. If you're just standing there in the middle of the Simpson Desert and all you've got is a stick, then God will use you and that stick because that's exactly the equivalent of where Moses was when God called him. He was in the middle of the desert, in the wilderness, in, the, in, in a place of nowhere, standing there with a stick and a bush that was on fire and God says, I'm calling you. So Holy Spirit, we just want to be people who see what you've given us. It says in Daniel 11 verse 32 in the King James Version, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I love that word, exploits. It means amazing things. It means incredible things, things beyond our natural ability. But the people who, who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Have a feel of the person next to, your, to you. Feel their biceps. And he, look, at, look at Clive. He's loving this. But I want to get, get you to catch this. The most important task we have that affects everything else is in our knowing God. That begins with our, our first on salvation moment where we come to know Jesus Christ as our saviour. But uh, a great picture I want you to see about life and spiritual purpose is found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. I'll just pop it up there for you. One day, this is Jesus, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. See, for each person here today, the one who makes time to sit with Jesus, who can position themselves out of the crowd next to Jesus, he wants to teach you. He wants to teach us things that we can only discover when we get close enough to him. So it's important to give yourself mountainside type moments where you can hear what Jesus is speaking and let Jesus speak to you and teach you. So I have a little question. How can we tell who a disciple is today? Disciples are ones who sit with Jesus when Jesus sits. Like I said, the disciples all sat with Jesus. The disciples, a disciple today of Jesus is a person who will walk up the mountain with Jesus. 
I know this is figuratively speaking, so you know, I, I hope you can understand what I'm saying. And when Jesus goes up the mountain, they go up the mountain. When Jesus gets in the boat, they get in the boat with Jesus. Um, and when we learn to do all those sorts of things together, we're a family that God calls his church. And they're disciples. And, and one of the powerful things that we need to discover in life is, is the power of unity being part of the body, which is the church, and taking steps and strive, striving together to maintain something that God wants to build. And, and that's the call that God has for all of us disciples today. So every day we have the, the potential for Jesus moments that we need to catch, that we need to take opportunity to grasp a hold of. And some we need to make these, these moments and some Jesus will make for us. So the moments we make are uh, when we make time to pray. And I encourage you today, uh, you, you can discipline yourself to make time to pray and speak with Jesus. It's like your mountainside moment where you're sitting with Jesus, just you and him, and the crowds, they could be, you know, you could have crowds around you, it could be just you, but you know, you can make time to pray and speak to Jesus and let him speak into your life. Make time, these are things that we do, we, you need to make time to read your Bible, and Luke mentioned that. But we need to also make time to be in connection with other believers. So go to church meetings. I've got to be careful not to say go to church because we are the church. The church is people. The church is a body. It's not a building. So we need to understand that, that, little, de uh, that little detail. But the moments that Jesus makes for us are those unexpected detours where we encounter truth from heaven in the most unexpect unexpected ways and places. And I want, I want you to start to be stirred in your spirit to expect the unexpected moments with Jesus where he takes you into a place of understanding things that you just could never understand. I'm really excited for tonight's service at 5 p.m. because we're going to be having a, a Holy Spirit-focused service tonight. I know you might think, well, that's a bit unusual uh, being in a Pentecostal church, but, but, uh, but I want us to get back to the, 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 the Holy Spirit of Pentecost tonight. And we're going to be praying for people and, and uh, laying hands upon people and, and seeing what God wants to do. So I encourage you to come on out for that tonight. It's going to marry in well with this morning service. But the moments we make to have the mountain time experiences with God is our way of saying, Jesus, I want you close to me. And the moments that Jesus makes are his way of saying, I am close to you. And you know, I want every person here to, to begin to experience those kind of moments in your life because uh, th there is so much that we need to uh, plug into spiritually that we just often miss because we don't take time to sit with Jesus on the mountainside. And that mountainside could be, your, could be in your house, could be you know, in your bedroom, it could be somewhere where you have solitude alone with God but that's up to you to decide what that looks like. But I just want to tell you, you need to find a way to make that work and let Jesus take you on that mountainside and you invite him to your mountain as well. hope that made sense. But when we come together as the church, let's make it about gathering around Jesus. Because we can make it all about, all about lots of other stuff, 
But we, we want to make the focus of when we come together as the church that we are focusing our, our purpose and our reason towards promoting Jesus. Because we want to promote Jesus to the world and when people come to our church, they should have an experience with God that, that helps them to unravel who God really is. 2 Timothy 2.20 is my last scripture today. It says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. So God is saying to us today, to those who are willing, those who will gather around and sit with Jesus, to prepare yourself for God's use. Choose to be a vessel that's going to be used for great honour. Now we could, we could sort of get ourselves all confused about these kind of scriptures, but you know something, this is all about the things that we're willing to let go of and the things we're wanting to take up with. Sometimes we need to let go of the old so that we can grab hold of the new in, a, in the spiritual sense. And God has, has great things for every single person here today. And sometimes we don't grasp the future because we're hanging on to something that we think is important that really is like a bag of, mar a bag of marbles compared to a treasure chest full of treasure. Prepare yourself for God to use. So if you just want to bow your heads with me this morning, because I know that as I've been speaking, there's been a stirring among, among certain individuals about a greater call of purpose in your life for, for honouring your life to, to be used by God. Right now, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to seal something in people's hearts, if that's you. He wants to seal an awakening, something in you called the call of God. And you might be thinking like Moses, but, but I don't really think I want to do this. I, I don't feel that I even can do this thing. But you know what? The call of God comes with its own power. And he will fill you with the things that you need when you need it. Also, choosing today to be approved by God, that's a very high approval. And you know, we have an, an enemy, he's called the devil, and he wants to disapprove of you. He wants you to believe that God disapproves of you. And I'm here to tell you this morning, by, by the, the power of Jesus upon the cross, he says you are approved. Not because you, you, you've been a good boy today or a good girl today, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ has approved you for God's service. I want to encourage you today that you need to stand in the shadow of the cross and say, Jesus, I thank you that I am approved and there is nothing before me that I cannot face, nothing before me that I cannot achieve because I'm approved by my Father. Some people just need to realize that today and to lift a weight off your shoulders. And I guess we all also need to just say, any, anyone here today who, who wants to become a disciple of Jesus, who's never made that decision in life to ask Jesus to be their saviour, then I encourage you today, you can make that prayer today and you can ask Jesus to come right into your heart. Why don't we just stand to our feet this morning and I'd just love to pray with you today. Just as I was speaking, I really sense there are people who need to understand the love of God towards you and have that sense of I am approved by God.
And there's someone here today and you're thinking, but, but I just don't know enough. I just feel like the more I've been in church, the more I've been discovering, I just feel like I just don't know enough. You know, God wants to lift that burden off your life. He wants to lift that off your, off your spirit, that heaviness, where you're thinking, I, I, where, where do I go to, just so I can learn, so I, so I can be approved by God? You know, just learn what you can and at the same time know that you're approved anyway. Because when we give our life to Christ, He approves us from that point on before we do anything. He loves us despite what we do. And that can be a hard thing for us to try and get our heads around. So dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now today, Lord, for those who, who are here and they're saying, oh, I need to get my life right with Jesus. Lord, I pray for salvation today. I just, If that's you today, I just ask you all to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just believe in your Son. I ask you to forgive all my sins. And I want to accept you and ask you to live in my heart. Be my saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If, that's, if you'd made that prayer for the first time and perhaps see me after church, I'm going to pray one more prayer for those who sense a call of God in a fresh way today. Maybe you've felt it before and you've, you've Things just didn't turn out how you thought they should. And you think, well, maybe God forgot me. Maybe uh, I, I, I wasted my chance and it's gone forever. I want to tell you today, it's not gone forever. You just need to get your course back on track again. You just need to make that decision to put yourself back on the track. So, dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those who the devil has lied to, who said, that, you know, you're so far from the track now, you'll never get back. Lord, we just say today, we make a decision to say, Jesus, will you use me? Jesus, will you take me, put me back into that plan and that purpose? Help me to hear the voice of Jesus to get me back onto that call again. And we just trust you in the name of Jesus right now that you are able and powerful. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.